Life's aches and pains, we all experience them. So I'm excited that Plus CBD Relief is backed by popular demand. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CB Sciences. Plus CBD's Relief line of soft gels is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBD, A and Levagen PEA, which has been found in clinical trials to relieve severe headache faster than ibuprofen. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of questions that come to us via questions at drhoffman.net. We like to hear all your questions, and we enjoy getting your comments and feedback on some of the things that we do. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Layla, of course, is our resident nutritionist, uh, and we work together uh, here in Manhattan. solving patients' nutritional problems and addressing their health concerns via intelligent medicine. So, uh, and we do that here on this particular podcast. So, um, all right. So, uh, as I said, we enjoy getting your feedback. Here's some feedback, and let's put this into the Department of Corrections. Uh, one of our astute listeners, Karen, says, just listening to the podcast from today, Dr. Hoppen a few times mentioned his bike trip with backcountry, but I think he meant back roads. And indeed, uh, Karen is correct. Uh, backcountry is an online clothing store. Oh, and back really? roads, yeah, it, it is a thing. <laughs> and back ro- easily completed uh-huh. with back roads. Back roads is an adventure travel company that's uh-huh. been around for decades. They uh, arrange biking and hiking and multi sport trips uh, around mm-hmm. the world. And Very so good. I recently was in Death Valley with a group of a couple of dozen yeah. avid cyclists and hikers, and we did that for a few weeks. It's actually interesting because uh, when I left, mm-hmm. it got cold, and subsequently they had something very rare. They had like really cold temperatures and a lot of rain in mm. Death Valley, and maybe some sleet. And at the higher altitudes, probably a ton of snow. Oh, sure. So wow. uh, the wildflowers may be blooming in Death Valley because they got a little moisture. Mm. So, wow. uh, but you know, I'm glad I did it when I did it because otherwise the thing would have been a washout. Cause yeah. The, the winds uh, were powerful enough to knock the power out of the hotel mm-hmm. we were staying at. So uh, thank you for the correction. And uh, we recently attended the IHS, the Integrative Health Symposium, and we were about to uh, discuss some of our. Uh, assorted findings there, but uh, a more pressing issue has arisen, mm-hmm. and it is lighting up social media yeah. and also the popular press, and it has to do with a commonly used sweetener, which is called erythritol, which is... Which is a sugar alcohol. It's a sugar alcohol, and it's very sweet, mm-hmm. 
and it is an ingredient in Truvia. Truvia mm -hmm. is stevia plus erythritol. Yeah. And so here, interesting sidelight. Uh, recently, my local health food store uh, is going out of business. So they ran a sale. Uh -huh. and of course, you know, I see sale and I go, let me see. Yeah. I can stock up. You know, yeah. I can get, you know, uh, backups to my backups. Right. And everything is 40% off. So I go in and I see that there's this little box of sweeteners, which actually I had tried at a convention. Uh -huh. uh, and it was these little packets of erythritol. I said, well, let me get this because, you know, it's, it's, it's a bargain. Yeah. And uh, I took it home. And in the morning, I customarily have a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like a little sweetener to my tea. I like my coffee black. No yeah. sugar, no milk. Yeah. Uh, or what, what kind of tea? Uh, well, it could be English breakfast, breakfast. tea or Irish, Irish morning breakfast. tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a strong black tea or sometimes lately I've been using bergamot, which has its own natural sweetness. It's Earl almost, Grey. It doesn't really... Earl Grey tea. Right. Earl That's Grey Berg yes. with bergamot. I do a combo of the English breakfast and the Earl yeah. Grey. Yeah. That's my so, morning thing. So tea gives me a little bit of caffeine, not yeah. much, but it also has a lot of other benefits. Yeah. So uh, what I found is when I opened up a little packet of this uh, erythritol, it gave a really nice sweet uh, flavor sure. without a cloying aftertaste, and it was perfect. And it was like... Okay, uh, you know, I get a little sweetness and zero yeah. calories. So I've been doing that for about a month. Uh -huh. And then I see this article. And it's uh, the headline in, in Medscape is Zero Cal Sweetener Erythritol Disappoints on Cardiovascular Safety. Keto-Friendly Food Additive Carries Unknown Long-Term Health Effects. So it turns out that you know, erythritol is, uh, unlike some sweeteners, which are not absorbed, Yeah, uh, it is absorbed... But it's not metabolized into uh, sugar for fuel. Yeah. So it it does get absorbed. Some of it, some of these things are sort of osmotic. They kind of run through. Yeah, you. but it's not like recognized as a carbohydrate yeah. kind of thing. So it's a sugar alcohol. Yeah. A little bit similar to maltitol mm -hmm. and, and also xylitol. Yeah. And uh, sorbitol. I'm not worried about the xylitol nasal spray because you don't get much in there. But if you no. sweeten your foods with xylitol, there may be a similar effect. Okay, what they are saying, and this is. You know, being widely interpreted as, you know, so I looked at my, my uh, box of erythritol and I thought, mm. this has got to go into garbage. Because <laughs> am I going to get a heart attack from this erythritol? And the answer is no. And so I decided, I'm going to keep my erythritol. I okay. may not buy a lot more. Yeah. But I got it on sale, damn it. <laughs> and, and I'm going to use it. I like it. Uh -huh. And it's uh -huh. not like, uh, okay, so lest you think that, you know, a, a small, a uh, packet of erythritol is going to give you an immediate heart attack. The way I interpret it is this. Uh, in this study, what they found is that people who have the highest blood levels of erythritol yeah. have a uh, significantly higher risk of what's called MACE, Major Adverse Cardiovascular Endpoints. Oh. That's the abbreviation. Okay, MACE. MACE. Okay. Uh, and... That could be heart attack, that could be stroke, that could be, you know, uh, various problems. And so, however, mm -hmm. one critique of that could be that uh, they tested on people who were at high risk for cardiovascular problems. Yeah. And so, uh, I think that the study in question, it was actually a pretty good study. So I, I'm not going to say it was a bogus study. Mm -hmm. But one critique could be is in ordinary people who are at low risk for cardiovascular disease, erythritol may not make a difference. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some studies, and I've looked this up, and I, I've been helped immeasurably by, believe it or not, 
Twitter. Because when this study came out, a lot uh -huh. of people interacted with it. And within 48 hours, there were a bunch of reactions, sometimes from very scholarly people who understand biochemistry. Yeah. And I'm not as, I'm not as accomplished in biochemistry as some of these people yeah. who are sure. advanced degrees in biochemistry. I learn biochemistry, but, and I can understand biochemistry, yes. but I need other people to help sometimes point the way. So I've looked at their arguments and it turns out that erythritol is higher in people who, in any case, you make erythritol through something called the, the pentose phosphate pathway, the PPP. Right. This is basic biochemistry that I've long since Not forgotten. Not the Paycheck Protection Program, but it's the <laughs> pentose phosphate right. pathway. Right. This, you know, the, the medical abbreviation. So you yeah. make it, mm -hmm. and people who make it make it from glucose, mm. and so it may be a marker of already aberrant glucose uh, uh, metabolism yes. and a marker of susceptibility to obesity and metabolic syndrome. So right. higher levels, so this may be an example of reverse causation. In other words, the people who are already at higher risk for cardiovascular disease uh -huh. have higher levels of erythritol yeah. because they make it. They don't get it exogenously from yes. outside. They're not getting it in their tea. However, like right. However, these folks in their study, smartly, demonstrated that the presence of erythritol mm -hmm. uh, in levels where you can't achieve it through dietary intake uh, can affect the platelets and make the platelets stickier and more likely to form blood clots. Huh. Seems that erythritol works on something called calcium channel. I don't want to get into the weeds here, yeah. but that is something that activates platelets and makes them more likely to stick. Now. And this is from the erythritol that you would put in your tea, for example. Or, but yes. when, when I, don't, I looked at the amount, mm -hmm. there's, there's two grams of erythritol in each little packet. And I, okay. I seldom need, I mean, one packet is, makes it very sweet. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, the dosage necessary to achieve those effects on the platelets uh, maybe as high as 30 grams. Oh. So, however, I mean, if you eat like a key lime pie, all right, and it's like a, a you know grams. three portions of a key lime pie that is sweetened with erythritol, you might get up to about thirty grams. Yeah, because that takes a lot. You might of get sweetener. sick too, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you might well, feel ill, or you might get fat and get a, a heart attack. A worse, a laxative effect because any of the sugar alcohols. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, yeah laxation. Exactly. Yeah. Some of it goes through you. So, bottom line. My take on this mm -hmm. is, well, first of all, it's going to kill the erythritol market because anything that has even yeah. the faintest taint of cardiovascular risk, people aren't going to want it. Right. And this is, this is big business. This is not just a health food store thing. This is real popular in a lot of supermarket foods now True. as a natural sweetener because a yeah. lot of people don't Especially want... Especially in a lot of low-carb products, di diabetes, dietetic and it foods has, and things like that. It has a health halo yeah. because it is not NutraSweet. Yes. And it's not... It's the not other saccharin. And it's, and it's not... It's not Splenda. And not Splenda, which we yeah. know have health problems. Yeah. Uh, there still may be the argument that taking something that's sweet that doesn't deliver calories can still enhance your sweet tooth. Yes. That makes you go after carbs and sugars sure. in other places. You know, sort of stimulates... You know, like you don't want to show... It stimulates the craving for sugar, like possibly. You don't want to, even though it's like they're not acting on it, you do not want to show pornographic videos to sex offenders. Right. Right? Yeah. So it, not it, a good idea. Because they may not act on the TV set, uh -huh. but it may 
activate their brain to exactly. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So by that analogy, it's yeah. like sugar is like kind of food porn for the brain, and right. even even a, a, a zero calorie sweetener yes. is like that. Yes. So so you know we we actually don't have a lot of studies that show that Truvia reduces the risk of diabetes or reduces the risk of uh, weight gain. And now to the contrary, there may be long term. Cardio. I mean, I don't think with the one packet that I bought, you know, in the in the you know month that I may be using it, uh, mm-hmm. that it's going to give me a heart attack. But I'm probably not going to repurchase it, and I'll have to look for something else. Well, it's not on sale anymore anyway, so what about? Exactly. The store's closed. <laughs> game over. That's it. Right. You're done. Right. Drink the tea straight up. It tastes delicious, especially Earl Grey. Yeah. Oh, well, wonderful. I I might have already. Uh, tainted myself with the <laughs> the sweetness of that, right? You know, because it is, it, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. I'll have to sort of regain my appreciation for tea. Yeah. You know, I, one example is Earl Grey because it is aromatic it and is. It, it gives you a, a a sensation of sweet. Yes, that is from the bergamot. Yeah, which is a non caloric thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one can also use. I mean, you could put a little licorice in or things like that. Yeah. You know, liquor. By the way, licorice tea. Mm-hmm. Zero calorie. I do have licorice tea. Has no caffeine. Yeah. It tastes very sweet without a oh, sweetener. Oh wow! And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that could work. Those people with high blood pressure should be aware. Cautious. Yeah. Be cautious with licorice tea. Right. Right. Because it can, it can raise blood right, pressure. Yes. Long term and frequent use yeah. of it can derange your potassium levels. That's, hence the high blood it's pressure. It's called pseudo aldosteronism. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like the opposite of blood yeah. pressure medication for some people. Sometimes you just want to taste a little of something sweet while you're having your tea. It might be a prune. Mm-hmm. It might be a dried apricot. Mm-hmm. It might be a date. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Like an accompaniment. Right. To kind of wean you away from your mm-hmm. 40% off truvia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I seriously, I, I, looked, I, I looked at the packet and I yeah. said, uh, shall I chuck it? Yeah. And then I... Then I informed myself okay. about because you read a study and then you read the headlines. Now CNN is saying like extremely dangerous, you know, blah blah oh, blah, no. you know. But and you're going to see this on TV probably True. on the cable shows. Yeah, it's and blowing up it's, everywhere. Right. So uh, <laughs> if they say approximate doubling of risk for major, you know, MACE, major yeah. breast cardiovascular events among people with the highest plasma levels. Well, the people with the highest plasma levels may have high plasma levels because it's actually. It, some studies have shown that it's a marker for cardiovascular risk. By the way, I sent you a study where in 2017 they were saying that erythritol may be therapeutic against cardiovascular oh, disease. Oh, okay. It's entitled Effects of Erythritol on Endothelial Function in Patients with Type 2 Diabetes, a pilot study. And here, maybe they were wrong, they proposed 36 grams per day of oh. erythritol. Oh, no. And they assessed vascular function before and after. And what they found was erythritol consumption acutely improved small vessel endothelial function. And chronic treatment reduced central aortic stiffness. So the, the, oh, this for is not, crying out loud. So they, on the one hand, they're saying it's poison. On the yeah. other hand, it's saying it's medicine. It's beneficial yeah. Yeah. for the cardiovascular. Yeah. So I'm left with a bit of a question mark. Now, here's the problem. The, the ultimate decider on this mm-hmm. would be a long-term study of people who use a lot of erythritol True. versus people who don't use a lot of erythritol. Yeah. But they, It would be unethical. 
Oh, right, now, right, right. Because That's of the true. risk, you would, how could you get that because approved? Because of the risk, yeah. I was just going to say they've got to be the same weight category. They can't have metabolic abnormalities. You've got to check for all they of that. They would kind have of to thing. be matched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. they do in studies. They say, yeah. you know, what is, you know, they have, it can't be like one group is like, uh, you know, overweight and another group is thin because there's yeah. a healthy user effect. Here's another thing. With, uh, People who gravitate towards erythrol, if we looked at an observational or an epidemiologic study, we might say, well, these people are worried about their weight. Yes. They're fat people. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the explanation of why a use of erythritol is associated with these mm -hmm. problems. Because if you're skinny and you don't care, you just use sugar. Exactly. Exactly. And many people using the sugar alcohols are also not just overweight, but diabetic. And they're looking for... And they, they're already... Creating right. this endogenous erythritol, probably from their high glucose right. levels as well. But you might argue, conversely, that mm -hmm. people who are conscientious enough not to use sugar and who go to health food stores and prefer these products yeah. are healthier to begin with. Right. So if we found like, oh, wow, people who use erythritol are healthier, it, it may be because they're health-oriented. Yes, they're not exactly. going to be drinking you know, regular Coke and you know, slugging down... Uh, candy yeah. with sugar. And, and this is the mixed bag, uh, which is called scientific research. Because right. it's like one week coffee is good, the other week coffee is bad, and so forth and so on. So we're left basically with having to decipher and put into some kind of a context that makes it consumable, pun intended, right. for, for your erythritol. Well, for that unfortunately, thing. and this is the way you know, mm -hmm. it's like... You know, here's the irony. Hmm. They're saying erythritol is making people get heart attacks and strokes. Meanwhile, there's something out there that is really making people get heart attacks and oh, strokes. Oh, totally. Which they're not focusing on quite Ex as much. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I, I needn't mention it. But, uh, yeah. And so much fear. Yeah. Fear porn, if right. we can call it that. Right. Honestly. So, I, so, folks, bottom line, the least of your problems... Is erythritol. Is erythritol. Yeah. yeah. You want to maintain a healthy weight. You want to make sure you're, 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 you take care of any metabolic abnormalities you have, whether it's high blood sugar, high insulin, overweight, mm -hmm. all, of, all of the above, high triglycerides, right. oxidized but, cholesterol. By the way, that, that, that leaves us with stevia. That leaves us with stevia. Yeah. And I actually just pulled up an article, interesting article just came up for me. Stevia is an anti-cancer nutraceutical. See, that is so interesting. I'm not ready to accept that, yeah. but there's some research on yeah. it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think back to, oh, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, where stevia, the stevia molecule was compared to a testosterone molecule, <laughs> and they said, no, don't they, do it. Oh, wait, you mean it like raises it would, your testosterone? I, I don't know. Wow. I, I don't know. Or displace it, or I oh, don't know. It could block it, it or it could enhance too, it. It was too similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember where I got this information, but it, but I right. was well, it was compelling. Let's not go down the rabbit hole no, yet, no, because no. Uh, otherwise people will be taking stevia instead of Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it on Intelligent right. Medicine. <laughs> Take stevia, come on! It's Friday. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness! Can we pause? Yes. Good pa good time to pause because we want to allow our before we get to questions, we want yep. to allow our sponsors this opportunity to share an important message with you. So here goes from the makers of erythritol. No, uh, <laughs> from one of our favorite sponsors. Let's hear it. 
As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for their support of immune function and respiratory health. NAC, Allerol, Serapeptase, and Abiotic Immune Plus. NAC promotes detoxification and healthy respiratory function. Allerol supports respiratory structures and functions. Serapeptase supports a healthy response to biological stress. And Abiotic Immune Plus is a botanical formula designed to support healthy immune system function. NAC, Allerol, Serapeptase, and Abiotic Immune Plus for support of immune function and respiratory health. And they're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now let's hear some of the questions, by the way. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Also, if you want to get a question on our radio show, call 877-726-8255-247-365, and you can leave a message, and we'll use your question on a subsequent show. That's 877-726-8255. Lots of ways to get questions to us. All right. So this question comes from Miguel who used to live in New York, but now lives in Puerto Rico and doesn't receive the radio program. Well, well he can. He can. He could just download yeah, the internet it. Is, they, I think they have internet in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Last time I checked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know. Exactly. Miguel, go to drhoffman.com. Like, you could you listen know, to the it jungle, there. In the you can put up like a you know, special antenna or something. Right, 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 right. right. Well, he read the book uh, by, by William Walcott, Your Metabolic Typing Diet. And he's determined that he's a carbohydrate type. I think there's a self questionnaire in there. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So, by the way, question yeah. uh, uh, you know, on that subject. I worked with uh, Dr. William Walcott mm-hmm. uh, for a while because I'm interested in metabolic typing. It would yeah. be nice. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a series of uh, questions and or lab tests that mm-hmm. can reveal whether you're a carnivore or a herbivore? Yeah. In other words, whether you should be on a really plant-based diet yes. with minimal meat or whether you should be on a carnivore diet with some... You always should have some fruits and vegetables. Yeah, there. absolutely. So, um, and uh, I was intrigued by it. And I worked with patients with it for a while. And I don't know if you were with us at the time when we were doing that. That was before. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not find that that helpful. Although, I have to say that whenever you put mm. patients on a diet of any kind, mm-hmm. they get better. Whether it's like a you know vegetarian when diet. When you change your diet yeah. from a bucket of flan and a donut sandwich, yes. it's going to get better. Exactly. It's going to get better. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Erythritol or not. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so, so it was hard to determine yeah. if that really worked. Uh, then there's another way to determine, mm-hmm. and that's for your genetic testing. And the the term for that is nutrigenomics. Yeah. But I don't think nutrigenomics has developed to the point where we can say that people with certain genes uh, do better with a plant-based or vegetarian diet versus a carnivore diet. I, right. I just don't think we're there yet. And sure. we, as promising as that field may be, yeah. 
I think we need more refinement of the research. Exactly. There isn't enough rigor. When we see like the star rating for this much rigor in the research, out of four or five stars, it winds up with maybe two or three. Right. But Now, you and I know yeah. that yeah. there are some people who, when we switch their diets, they do exceptionally well. And they might, it yeah. might be a, doing a 180. Yeah. You know, and I especially see this when we take vegans and put them on a higher animal protein diet. Yes. And, but... I've, ne I've actually never seen that go the other way. Mm -hmm. In my 17, 18 years of doing this, I've never seen that go wrong, taking right. a vegan and adding more right. Right. animal protein. Right. So many things get better. Right. It's really How, it's however, remarkable. However, I, I think there are some people who are eating... You know, perhaps too heavy a diet. You know, too fat laden a diet. They might do better with sure. You know, with uh, less protein, less fat, and more. That's true too. There is uh, a such thing as too much protein. Starchy Absolutely. vegetables. Yeah. Uh, I think there are just some foods that really should be off the table altogether. And what's nice about metabolic typing is they never say, "Oh, you should eat a lot of you know sugar. You should eat a lot of uh, you know white bread. You should." You, you should know, eat a lot of pizza and French yeah. fries and right. drink a beer. And just healthier. Yeah. Just you eat healthier no matter what. Exactly. So anyway. That being said, let's hear his question. Yeah, he wants to know, I'm a carbohydrate type. I would humbly appreciate if you could please help me with the following. What is the best way for my car, I'm a carbohydrate type, to detoxify? And what is, which foods, which foods are, is a carb, carbohydrate type allergic to? This, he has a lot of questions mm -hmm. about his carbohydrate typeness. <laughs> It's probably a consult, right. if anything, but he wants it. What's the best way to detoxify? What foods may he be allergic to? How do you determine from your metabolic type what you're allergic to? Or would that be a tendency? Uh, that would be interesting to find I think out. we're overlaying several things. One is like, you know, which type of food is best for you? Yeah. And then which individual foods are creating an adverse reaction for you among the foods that you left? Yeah. Um, and... You know, the answer is, I, I would lighten up a little bit because this almost bespeaks uh, an overly fastidious approach to the process of eating, mm. uh, which we have to do for some people who are sick yes. and have medical conditions. And we treat them with medical nutrition therapy. That is different. That's a therapeutic Sometimes diet. Sometimes an elimination diet is yes. really helpful to determine if certain symptoms are related to mm -hmm. what's going on with the person. So yeah. we might say, look, you know, you're having aches and pains all over your body and you're having, you know, terrible skin problems and terrible digestive problems and blah, blah. It's like, go on an elimination diet. Oh, my goodness, you're better. But yeah. we don't want you on, like, a very uh, skimpy diet with, no. like, a very narrow selection of foods. True. I mean, we would advance the diet. Exactly. It know. would progress to something manageable. Right. But the therapeutic diet in the beginning is different. If it's very strict, it's not meant to be on forever and ever right. and ever. And that diet no. may also give an opportunity for the gastrointestinal tract to heal or the microbiome to... To replenish. To replenish. Yeah. Uh, you know, for inflammation to calm down, mm -hmm. put out the fires yes. of inflammation. Yeah. All of that. So that is so. A, a guided process by a mm -hmm. health professional. I don't think we can... I mean, look, surely you can look this stuff up, you know, detox diet on, the, you know... Oh, this guy didn't have internet, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a handwritten note. Yeah. We, we get some of those. Right. So, Miguel, it, it would be a consult because we would really want to figure out the type and look for any metabolic abnormalities, if there are any, mm -hmm. and, and deal with it that way. That would be you know, the intelligent say, way to do go it. Go in the mountains of Puerto Rico. 
eat some coconuts and you know drink coconut yeah. water. And, you know, no, I'm, oh, I don't know. Oh my goodness! I don't, and by the way, Puerto Rico is a, there are a lot of naturopaths because uh, natural healing mm-hmm. and herbal medicine are really deeply inculcated in that culture, mm-hmm. and so uh, this is a place where. You can get advice, yeah. And I've met some really top-flight professional nutri- nutritionists from there Puerto Rico. Uh, I've only been there on a you know quick stopover, you know, on my way to you know another island in the Caribbean, but mm-hmm. uh, I've never spent time there. But at medical conferences, sometimes uh, you know across the country, people come from Puerto Rico, and they're quite they're medical doctors and naturopaths who are well educated and scientifically yeah. based. And they get this medicine, so it's not impossible to find them there. Mm-hmm. All right. Miguel, thank you for your question. I'm a little jealous that he lives in Puerto Rico. I visited there over, I think it was it's over beautiful. 30 years I've ago. Seen, I've seen pigments. Yeah. The rainforest that we'd gone mm-hmm. to visit was sim- so magnificent. I was so moved that I said, oh my God, if God resides anywhere, it must be here. Wow. It just must be here. Beautiful beaches. I, I was crying. I was that moved surfing, by the place. They're surfing. Yeah. It's a good place to go surfing. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to uh, break here because we divide our podcast in two parts. Wow. And let us uh, preview what we're going to tackle in part two. Ooh. Is anyone concerned about the silicone co- cooking utensils and baking containers now being sold for cooks? Are they as inert or... Not dangerous, as they say. Okay, when we return. Great. I'm Dr. Ronald Hobbin. I have a couple more things to say about metabolic typing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll add something on that subject. Okay. When we return, I'm here today with Layla Mutant. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, answering your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net.